Forge FC is ready for their upcoming match. Simply stunning stuff. And finally, their goal. My word, what a rocket. Now, let's get you up to date with Anthony Urcioli and Match Day Preview on the Forge Audio Network. Hello, Forge fans. It's the Forge Audio Network. I'm Anthony Urcioli. It is the Match Day Preview and this next match could not come soon enough. Forge FC looking to erase a uh, disappointing performance, disappointing result at home last weekend against Pacific, where they lost one nothing. But um, listen, moving on to the next, a big one. Friday, on the road in Winnipeg against Valor FC, 8 o'clock kickoff. Eastern time, another stiff test for Forge. Now you look back at their schedule. I mean, York. Uh, well, I mean, go even before that. They had a, a Canadian championship match in Montreal. Uh, they've had to play, uh, play York, Cavalry, Pacific. Now, Valor. And Valor is a very tough out uh, as to, to spoil or to uh, borrow, I should say, a baseball term. Because Valor... I mean, A, they're typically tough at home. It's a very tough stadium to play in. Um, And B, they just don't give you much. Taking a look at the overall table, heading into this week's matchup, Forge FC in third place, dropping out of first. They are, though, only two points out of first place, so still very tight at the top of the table. Forge in third, 16 points on the season, four wins, four draws, two losses, 11 goals, four and nine against Valor. Fifth place, nine games played, just one win, uh, but a lot of draws in there. Six of them, pair of losses. They've scored eight, given up nine, and they have nine points on the season. So you look at that, Forge with 16, Valor with nine. You go, okay, well, I mean, you know, should be a pretty winnable game. Um, Valor is just, they're, Valor's tricky, and they've been like this for for a number of years now where sometimes their place on the table is deceptive because they play in a lot of really tight games, and they're just very difficult to play against. Good news for Forge, they're on the road. It's not often you say that, but this season, the road has been very kind to Forge FC. Four matches away from home, three wins, one draw, um, they've scored four goals in those four matches, just one goal against in four matches on the road for a total of 10 points. Um, Valor at home this year, no wins, four draws in four matches, three, four, three against for four points. And when you look at the numbers, goal scored per match, Forge, it's been, it's been a struggle this year, despite having some very dominant performances playing on the front foot, dominating possession for the most part. Still just fifth in the league in goals scored. Goals per match for Forge FC, they're at 1.10 on the year. Valor, 0.89 goals conceded per match. Number one in the league, Forge FC, 0.90. Valor is the second best defensive club in the league. They're giving up exactly one goal per match. So, I mean, that kind of tells the story right there. Two teams, very difficult to to score on. Um, and both clubs have struggled in their own way to score. Forge, well, not what we expected to see this year. Valor, 
it's been kind of the Valor way. They're not a team that's going to score a ton of goals, but they're not going to give up a lot. And they're going to be very dangerous on the counter. They always have one or two guys that can really burn you. And this season is no different. Shots on target per match this season. Now, this is the big one. So, I mean, Forge FC, they're they're fourth in the league in shots on target per match. They're at four, even. Four shots on target per match. Valor, 2.8. Goal conversion rate. Forge FC, they're at around 12%. That's fifth in the league. Valor, sixth. They're at 10%. Ball possession. Number one in the CPL is Forge FC, exactly what you'd expect. Um, I don't have the historical data in, data in front of me, but I'm, I'm willing to bet that since the inception of this league, uh, what, four plus years ago now, I would say that Forge has easily been the top team consistently, consecutively in terms of possession and just, I mean, overall control of the match. They're first, they're uh, just over 56%. Valor, though, kind of surprising. Valor's second in the league. They're 54. They're only two percentage points below Forge FC. And historically, these two clubs head-to-head, pretty even. Forge, eight wins. Uh, Valor, seven wins. And they've played to a draw. But at the heart of Forge FC's, um, let's call them inconsistencies, is just a lack of scoring um, and not capitalizing on big opportunities when they are presented. Like I said, possession's always going to be there. Um, and just high danger scoring chances, high danger opportunities. Forge FC is always going to be at the top um, of that stat court category. And just it has not translated in goals this season but you get the feeling and i said this after the last match if you listen to the live match in review um by the way in case you didn't know that's that's our thing now as soon as you hear that final whistle um head over to the forge fc youtube channel and we go live immediate instant reaction after the final whistle um it's the best way to to deliver a post game in my opinion and yeah, it's available. After every single match, it'll be no different on Friday after this Valor match. Uh, but after the match against Pacific, disappointing result. Pacific getting uh, scoring after some sloppy play from Forge, a miscue on the back end, and a late goal, not dissimilar to the York match, the previous home match for Forge FC, where they gave up a late winner. It's 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 been an unfortunate trend lately, but. Again, when you look at the talent, guys that know how to score, guys that have, I mean, we're talking prolific goal scorers in this league, um, several of them playing on as part of this Forge FC roster. It just hasn't gone in. I mean, it just, it, it's sometimes the way it goes. You don't expect it to happen uh, for this long, for this kind of stretch, but you get a, you get the feeling. They just, they need one or two. They need to open the floodgates and then they're just going to start coming and they kind of have to just hit, hit, hit their stride and go on a roll. Um, and it's a, a team that has a lot of faith, by the way, even if you're a fan, I mean, you've seen this, you've seen this club for so long. You've seen this core, you've seen this, the, the talent on this roster, you've seen this coaching staff, you know what they're capable of. These aren't guys that just forgot how to, how, how to execute. Um, it lives within them. They just got to find it. And once they do, you just, you get that feeling that the the dominoes are going to start rolling. 
Um, but it's a dangerous spot for Forge FC on the road against a club that doesn't give up a lot as it is. So they, it's going to be one of those matches, one of those kind of matches where you may need to grind away to get those three points. But Forge has done that all year on the road. Um, they've been as good as anyone, probably better than anyone on the road. I believe Pacific is, they're tied with Pacific in terms of their away record. So outside of Pacific, um, it's been Forge on the road taking care of business. Now for a deeper look at Valor FC out in Winnipeg, there is no better source to go to than Ed Tate. Been on the program before. He's the uh, senior writer, reporter, covering Valor FC and the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. And by the way, a proud member of the Canadian Football Hall of Fame as a journalist. So a pretty hefty resume there. And uh, Ed joins us right now. All right. Uh, so Ed, welcome back. It's been, uh, it's been, I guess, almost a year or so since uh, it was last season that we spoke. You know, it seems to be with Valor, it, it just seems to be the, the way it goes, where it doesn't matter where they are on the table, what form they're in. It's just, it's always a tough matchup. I mean, they, they play hard. They don't give up much. Is this version, this season that we're seeing with Valor, is it similar to the, the squads we've seen in previous seasons? Yeah, and I think you're right, Anthony. I think that might be frustrating for the fan base because we've seen so much uh, positive signs, and then they lost Saturday in Halifax 2-0, and it was not a good performance at all. The team didn't train today. I'm assuming that and as the days go forward here leading up to Friday's match that we're going to get a clear picture of things, but Philip DeSantos was not very happy after that one. Um, it's a funny team because you guys saw in Hamilton a few weeks ago that three-two win by the by Forge was a really a highly entertaining game and it was actually one of the better games Valor's played this year. But they have trouble finishing, and then when they do have trouble finishing, you just make one mistake in your own end and you're chasing the game, and that's certainly what happened on Saturday against Halifax. Is it the same, you know, looking at the numbers, even, you know, Valor, they don't appear to be giving up much. And I haven't seen a ton of Valor play this season, but I'm just going by the numbers. And it's a club that maintains its shape, doesn't give up much, very difficult to break down and score on. Is is just is the issue that um, they're having difficulty just finding offense? It's been a weird year for that, Anthony. So they've had a revolving door at the center back position with injuries and, and guys not available and, and having to sign people to come in. And it's been sort of a Band-Aid solution, but they've still defended really well. And then they get to Halifax. I hate to keep coming back, but that's the most recent game. And they really had trouble with the smaller pitch and the grass field. They're used to the turf here in Winnipeg and playing in places like Tim Hortons uh, where you've got more space and they could take advantage of their of their speed. but um, Saturday's loss was the first time that yeah, I can see that uh, th- their shape kind of fell apart a little bit. And, and then uh, Philip DeSantos, the GM and coach, was very frustrated with the effort level. So there were some shots fired across the bow, so to speak, by the manager. And we'll see what happens this week because uh, it's going to be a different looking squad, I think, Friday night against Forge because – there's been a couple of things too. Pacific Nyon Gaber, who's been so impressive that the winger spot's been called up to the Burundian national team, so he won't be available. And their captain, Diego Gutierrez, picked up a 
another yellow card on Saturday in Halifax. So he has to sit this one out. So uh, as if things aren't uh, enough of a challenge already through the first part of the season for Valor, they're going to have a few more coming up here. You know, I had my three keys to the match planned and Nyanga Bear factored in, but you just, uh, well, you created more work for me, but you gave me accurate information. So that's, that's good to have. Uh, so then talk about the, the fan base. Um, we know people in Hamilton, well aware. I won't get into it too much because the fans won't like it, but we're aware of the sports rivalry between the two cities um, on the football field. But what has the appetite been for Valor and, and for the sport in Winnipeg? And how contingent is it on wins and losses? It's a great question, uh, and I wish I had the, the, the magic answer for you, Anthony. Um, this team started off so well. They had 10,000 fans for their first ever game, and there was a real buzz about it. And then the team has not made the playoffs in its existence since 2019. A couple of uh, finishes just outside the line, uh, and they're just inside the line now with the expanded playoff format. But uh, I'm not sure. I, I'm hoping that uh, – that wins could make a difference. And if this team could string together a few more, then, then maybe the building becomes uh, uh, more packed. It's a crowded sports market in Winnipeg. Uh, we've got a new CEBL team, the Winnipeg uh, Sea Bears. It's playing its first season. There's junior hockey. There's a AHL hockey. There's the Jets. There's the Bombers. There's the Winnipeg Gold Eyes. There's, there's just an awful lot going on. And then in the summer, we have such brutal winters here. People like to have their nights to do stuff and, their weekends to go to the cabin. And I, I'm not making a lot of excuses. That's just been the landscape for forever. And now it's more crowded. So I think there is a very, very dedicated fan base here and they're very loyal win or lose. And they've been here. It's, it's the matter of attracting those other fans, the casual fans and, and convincing them to at least give it a try once. And maybe you can hook them on coming back a few more times. Is there a lot of crossover from the Bombers to Valor? Do you notice that there's almost two separate fan bases? Despite, I mean, they play, they do share a stadium, but a lot of times, especially with football fans, soccer fans, you get two very different kind of demographics. I know that we do have fans that are season ticket holders in both. I'm not sure of the number, Anthony, but it's there are some. I think it is two separate fan bases. Um, I mean, the Bombers have been around since 1930, so that maybe it's a more traditional fan base, and sometimes that interest gets passed down from generation to generation, and that's what happens when you're trying to start something afresh, right? You've got to get those fans hooked on it first, and then maybe the kids start coming, and then their kids start coming down the road. But it's been a tough road right now uh, to to get more fans in. I, I'm not sure of the exact average, but I would say the team is probably averaging around 3,000 fans, and, you know, Obviously, you'd like to see it more, but, uh, you know, maybe you're right. Maybe some wins would help to change that number. Yeah, a playoff appearance, perhaps. Yeah. And they, they are they are on the cusp right now. Uh, Ed, fantastic as always. Thank you so much. Right on. And, you know, it's, uh, yeah, another kind of chapter in this Hamilton-Winnipeg sports rivalry. So we look forward to it. Thank you so much. Anytime, Anthony. Appreciate it. You know, it's not often we have a, a Hall of Famer on the program, but uh, Ed Tate informative and just uh, great, great, great as usual. All right. Three keys. Speaking of great, three keys for Forge FC as they attempt to secure three points on the road, something they've done quite often and an opportunity on Friday in Winnipeg. Key number one for Forge. Stay the course. We don't need to reinvent the wheel here. The results haven't been there. We understand that, but 
just two points at a top spot. It's been frustrating. Players are frustrated. Um, fans are frustrated. But there's, again, the recipe for success is there. It's The groundwork has been laid. Maybe a few tweaks are required, but the overall model still it stays the same. Forge leading the league in possession. They're still getting a ton of dangerous scoring opportunities. They're just not scoring at the moment, but there's no need to panic. Uh, lean on your identity, win or lose. Day of the course is key number one for Forge. Key number two for Forge FC. Target practice. Speaking of tweaks, uh, forget not scoring despite their opportunities. They're not even hitting the target enough right now. Far too many times this season, right? We've seen a dangerous attack. We've seen the build. We've seen uh, an approach where it just, a shot gets blocked, a uh, shot misses the target. Um, there's a turnover. The, the final, there's not enough quality in that final touch for Forge FC right now. The best way. To, to, to combat that, because sometimes you get in your head a little too much, you simplify things. Start hitting the target. At the very least, worst case scenario, you're forcing the opposing keeper to make a save. Do not make it easy on them. Make that keeper sweat. Make him believe he's going to have to make a save um, every time you're bearing down on him. That's key number two. Target practice. If you're going to have all these high danger opportunities, at the very least, you have to force the keeper to make a save. Key number three for Forge FC, control the flanks. Forge, catch a bit of a break. As you heard during that discussion with Ed Tate, um, it's a good thing you told me, by the way, because if I'm being honest, I didn't actually know that uh, Pacific Nyanga Bear was not going to be in the lineup for Valor because he's going to be on international duty. Good news for Forge because he creates more high danger scoring chances than any other player on Valor. The second most dangerous player on Valor is the youngster, Matteo Brienne on the left side of that attack. Um, yeah, he creates more than any other player on Valor. If you look at his heat map, the young player, he does most of his damage down that left side of the flank. So it'll be up to the Forge fullbacks, um, the left fullback specific. The uh, right fullbacks, it's, i got to reverse it now, right? Because of Forge's formation. So the right side fullback, typically Rama. Uh, right side midfielder, typically Sissoko. Two guys, by the way, if I'm going up against Forge, those are the last two players I want to see. But the brand, if he plays, those are the two guys he's probably going to see the most. And if you're Forge, you cannot let the Brienne create. You cannot let him be the reason that Valor gets some high-quality scoring opportunities. You neutralize him. You force someone else to step up. And Valor, to the, at this point, has not proven to have the depth and the, the, the quality enough to be able to create outside of those two guys I mentioned. So control the flanks. That is key number three for Forge FC. That's it. There's nothing left. There's nothing left to say about this matchup. You are completely in the know. It all comes down to what happens on the pitch Friday night. Now, remember, when you hear that final whistle, that's your cue. That's Picture it like a dog whistle. You hear that final whistle go, oh, I have to now go onto YouTube to the Forge FC channel to listen to the live match in review. I will be there to deliver it to you. And hopefully we can talk about another three points for Forge away 
from home. So until then, enjoy the match. We'll talk to you very soon. Forge FC is prepared, and now you are informed. This has been Match Day Preview with Anthony Urcioli on the Forge Audio Network. Subscribe on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.